So today's episode is Tony Lewis. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's from D.C. Yo, I'm going to try to like slide in like a go-go lyric at some point. I don't know how I'm going to make it work, but like I'm going to try to do it. You're going to try to slide in a go-go lyric because he's from D.C. on a topic about community advocacy. It's it's not going to work, man. It's going to sound forced. Yo, it's not going to sound forced. I'm going to, yo. This ain't Star Wars. Like you can't force it. Yo, it's, it's going to be smooth. It's you gonna can't be just smooth. wind me up, Chuck, on a topic like this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, I guess. Hey, folks, welcome to Lyrics and Lattes, a podcast where we extract self-development tips and inspiration from your favorite hip-hop songs over coffee. In this podcast, you'll be given practical steps to develop positive habits from the finest street philosophers. Our goal is to use music to encourage you to reach your true potential and live a more fulfilled life. My name is Jason Wallace. I'm Trevor your baby. And let's get to it. So today's episode is all about community ad... All right. Advocacy. 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 Appreciate it. (laughs) We're joined by the activist and author of the book, Slug, A Boy's Life in the Age of Mass Incarceration. During the hashtag Don't Mute DC movement, this man shut down the city of DC with a tweet. Mr. Tony Lewis Jr., thanks for joining us on the show today, man. Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. So, can you tell us a little bit about the type of advocate? This is going to be a thing today. <laughs> advocacy work that you do. Yeah, sure, man. My my, my advocacy uh, is has has uh, been within the realm of mass incarceration, uh, dealing with men and women who have served time in the in the prison system and helping them when they return. Um, also, um, a big advocate for children with incarcerated parents. Uh, you know, I, that's something that very near and dear to me. Uh, my father's been incarcerated since I was nine years old. Um, I'm approaching 41. Um, and then also um, violence interruption. Um, I've been a big advocate for uh, helping to keep communities safer. Um, and amongst other things like gentrification um, and uh, access to, to economic opportunity for black people in the District of Columbia. Man, so he shut the city down with a tweet and he's opening it back up with his work. That's what that's the type of stuff I love to hear, man. Uh, Trevor coming with the bars already. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm already sipping coffee. And so we need to talk about coffee before we get to the hip hop speak. Tony, what are you drinking today? Um, man, I'm actually drinking. Uh, it's called Atati. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a coffee from my, my brother, Tabby Benet, who many know is a, a, a hip hop artist from D.C. Put me in the Uh, but he's from Togo, and uh, he started a coffee company. So, you know, a little something in a cup that we brew in the house. Uh, I tied it. You can look it up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Online. Support tab. How you spell it? I-T-A-D-I. All right. We'll make sure we look that up. Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, I went with the, you know, the, the trusty chai latte. This thing's a delicious, man. I got a chai latte. It's smooth. And, uh, and it's ice too. I keep it iced, you know, even though it's snowing, it's, I keep it iced. So it's good. <laughs> Are you making these at home? No, they're, they're very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go, it's just, it's, it's very expensive. It's, it's, I haven't told my wife yet. It's, it's going to be an argument. But anyways, you, you going too deep. What's, what you drinking? I didn't mean to sell you out right there. My bad, my bad. Oh, uh, so today I went over to Crepes and, uh, man, I can't say words today. It's going to be a struggle. Uh, Crepes and Carrick. Uh, it's down in Vienna. Uh, I'm drinking a black coffee. Usually when I want to get to know a new coffee place, I'll just get the straight black or I'll get a cappuccino. It depends on the mood that day. Um, mm-hmm. 
it was an in and out thing today because I ain't expected to be snowing. I don't think nobody did. So, and I'm drinking out my Ohana mug because you know, I'm, I'm I'm feeling great today. It's it's a nice day. Outside. All right, all right. So so Tony, we ask this of every single guest, right? So, is there a lyric that has inspired you or changed your perspective or you know encouraged you in some way? Yeah, I mean, there's many of them, but uh, you know, one I'm really feeling right now, uh, Push T, and uh, uh, Lauren Hill has a song called Coming Home, uh, and it's about uh, releasing individuals that have been, uh, you know, sentenced under draconian uh, mandatory minimums. And, uh, you know, he actually shouts out my pops in, in that record in the first verse. Um, you know, he, he re- referenced, you know, um, before we had Obama, you know, guys in our type of community looked up. He said he uses Eric B, um, you know, obviously to fit sort of the rapper standpoint. But then also he says, well, guys like Tony Lewis out in D.C., um, you know, the 80s kingpin, we got to free them. And, and he makes a play on sort of the no child left behind um, situation, um, obviously out of the Clinton administration, um, you know, so and if there's no child left behind then we have to free them. Right. Uh, and I think it also speaks to the fact that a lot of these guys, you know, if my father represents a profile were incredibly young men. Right. They were young men when at the time of their offenses, uh, they spent decades in prison. They paid their debt to society. And so um, if we are community of redemption that we, we need to, you know, uh, unlock those doors and let those people return to their families. We started off heavy today. Yeah. Let's cue that up. With no J's on, I'm still looking to score. You see, they gave us crack and started waging a war. Uh, all these lies they steady telling me. Before Obama, we had Eric B. Or Tony Lewis out in D.C. The 80s kingpins got to free them. All these faces they ain't believing. If no child's left, then how can when we leave them? I can't imagine if like if one of my, you know, one of the hip hop legends mentions my dad in a song, what I would do. You know, it just that's it had to be an yeah. honor, man. It had to be an honor. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a incredibly humbling. Um and I and I appreciate push a lot for that, man. You know, we we've done a lot of work uh to sort of try to make those lyrics come true. Um, not just for my father, but for a lot of other men. And women that's, uh, you know, incarcerated in the federal prison system. Um, we worked on a two-point reduction. We've, uh, you know, went to the White House when Obama was there, um, you know, and have continued our efforts even in, in the past administration. So, uh, yeah, I salute my brother and I really appreciate him on, on multiple levels. You know what I mean? So, Trevor, uh, tell us why this is important. Hey, yo, look, at some point we've all seen something in our community that we wanted to change. Maybe it was something as small as requesting a speed bump on a busy street or as large as fighting institutional racism. Whatever it is, you no longer need to sit on the sidelines, complain, and hope that someone else steps up and does something about it. There is no greater reward than serving those that lack a voice, knowing that you made a difference in people's lives. Let's play a clip from the people from Common. Yeah, you know how we do. We do it for the people and the struggle of the brothers and the folks. The lovers of the dope. Experiments to discover hope. Scuffle for notes. The rougher I wrote, times was harder. When the rock started to the voice of a martyr. Why white folk focus on dogs and yoga? My people on the low and trying to ball and get over. Lyrics are like liquor for the fallen soldier. From the bounce to the house. It's all our culture. Love that joint. So you just heard it from Common Man about, you know, fighting for the people. Why do you go so hard for the people? Like, why do you do what you do? Man, honestly, Jay, it's like, because I'm of the people, right? Um, sort of like with the record is saying, um, and what Trevor said in his leading, right? Like, 
I'm a part of it, you know. And so I see the suffering. Uh, I see the need. I feel the need. Um, and so it's all about trying to amplify voices, trying to bring a perspective that um, may not be being considered when decisions are being made. And so that's what drives me every day, man. I live in the same house that I grew up in. I never left my community, never moved. So uh, still so many people that, that I'm uh, attached to, whether it's family or friends, that are going through so many of the things that I advocate for. So I really just feel like I'm speaking up for, for my people, right? So it makes it, um, I think, easier. It's all, it also makes it heavy because I can't escape it, right? I, it's almost like a, I can't get away from it. But for the most part, um, you know, I'm super tied to these issues. So that's what, that's what motivates me to be, a, be the person that I am and do the work that I do. Because I'm of the people is probably one of my favorite answers that I've gotten in the past like five years. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. In, in, in Trevor's uh, intro, he talked about like everybody has a role to play in advocacy, right? Do you believe that or do you? Does... I do. I, I really do. And, I, and well, one of the things I, I like, I loved about what he said, too, is that it, you know, just saying it could be about a speed bump. Right. You know, I, I think or whatever. Right. It could be about your trash getting picked up or whatever. It doesn't have to be some huge serious issue but i think it's more about building community right and being there for your neighbors if you will right uh and so from that perspective yes i think we all have uh the responsibility to 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 advocate in 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 certain ways you know uh i really look back on my life and my career and really my my involvement in the community started like on my block before it was a term for it or before i you know was doing it as a career or whatever. Uh, I was intermediate, uh, I was an intermediary, uh, uh, a peacemaker in my community prior to, you know, doing it as a job and which led into me becoming sort of this activist and advocate. But it really just started in me uh, being able to be of, a, of some assistance to the people around me. And, and again, I, I think we all do have that responsibility. And I don't think anybody can tell you, though, what you should advocate for. I feel like you have the freedom to make that decision on what works for you or what's important in your world and you know in your community but i i think we all have a responsibility to do something so we starting off hot uh tony came in. he's already dropping knowledge on us today uh tony's going to be giving us some practical tips on how we can be an effective community advocate tony what's your first step i have a relationship to the issue That's step one and what lyrics you bring in for that um the lyric for that uh, that I have for is uh, really from it's from Wale, um, you know the song called DC or Nothing, which was a movement that I inspired. Um, I have real relationship to the record. I think my activism uh, and our relationship as brothers inspired this record. Uh, and so we talk about you know being I'm a, my reflection contagious. I'm the messenger here, right? Um, like that just to me that's that grounds me, and, and so I think that's to me that's a, a great description of. Uh, my my relationship to the issues that I advocate for here in DC. Cool. Let's let's uh, let's cue that up. Destined to win, get respect where I live. My reflection contagious. I'm the messenger here, making love to the streets. They be left for bread. They ain't sleeping until they know where customer fed. Yo, inspiring hip hop artist, man. That's dope. So, uh, how does this relate to having a strong relationship to the issues? So, you know. This, that lyric, man, just, just talking about, you know, um, I felt like he was talking about himself, but he, I felt like he was talking about me also, right? Um, you know, and, and being able to be the person that 
represents the streets from D.C. Uh, in a positive manner. Somebody who fights for them, somebody who, who sets an example for guys that's coming out of the struggle um, to let them know that they can do something different that come from you know similar background. And, um, you know, the record in general um, is very, very representative of uh, what he and I have fought together to create a pathway to something different for people from the city, whether it was through music or, or, or you know, community organizing, community advocacy, um, business, all of those things. You know, DC and nothing was really uh, a term that, that I coined um, in support of everything from DC and those from DC and encouraging the Washingtonians to support our own. And so uh, that's a very, very special record uh, for me. Um, and under sort of the ban of DC and nothing, um, I, our music scene really has morphed and grown. And uh, since, you know, uh, 2010, you know, where the, the rap scene wasn't really, um, you know, thriving or even in existence, we've seen up to now, a decade later, got so many artists out of the DMV that's been signed to major labels uh, that are really making noise on a national level. So a special record for me. International level. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for real. So as it relates to like having a strong relationship to the issue and community advocacy, like why is that important? Why is it just because because if you represent when you're when you're speaking to an issue um, and you're leading something or you're trying to galvanize, organize people, point them in the direction and invoke change. You have to have a deeper knowledge. You have to have a connection to it to get people to move because people need to feel like you understand, like you know um, that this issue is impacting you and that you can be a voice for them, right? For the masses, people aren't going to move in your direction when they don't feel like you can truly speak for them. Um, and so in my experience, that's why I've seen that I've been able to get so much support. But if, if, if the issue issues have come my way and people have asked me to lead things around issues that were not uh, within my wheelhouse or that, that I felt like I had the the ability or that it would be uh, speaking to a, le a certain level of integrity if I was the leader and I've been able to refer other people. And I, I hope people, uh, I would like to see people do that more. Um, and sometimes with issues, I think impacting um, black people specifically, I think sometimes people just turn to anybody, anybody black to say you can speak on that issue. And I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think that it's always authentic. I think the people that are, have experienced things directly um, are the people who should be speaking up. And, and I don't have no problem stepping out of the way and becoming a supporter or a follower uh, when it's an issue that is not, uh, that I haven't been directly impacted by. Um, and I think you know, having that mindset has 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 uh, led me to be an effective leader because the things that I do lead or the things that I do advocate for, I'm directly impacted by them. So I want to back us up. Let's go back to this lyric again, Josh. If you can cue it up again, uh, not from the beginning, just from where we started off. Because while I said something about that in the song, he says when the city was chocolate, there was death in the air. My reflection can tell you this. I'm the or no, I'm a, I'm on the wrong. We just, Josh is gonna play. You ain't got to hit the play button. Lyrics. Hit the play button. <laughs> When the city was chocolate, there was death in the air. All I'm hearing is AIDS. I ain't deaf in my head. Nah, I ain't deaf in my head. But it was the whites in the hood like Ray Evans was there. So when we're talking about, especially in D.C., um, where we know so many historically relevant things have happened, specifically for black people in a city that used to be predominantly black people, if still not, um, but they don't have a voice speaking up for them. It's so important to have voices like yours, Tony, reaching out to other vo prominent voices like Wale and speaking on it because 
once that record came out, things started changing for real in DC. Um, I, w- I wouldn't credit the entire uh, Black Lives Matter movement to you guys, but you guys helped play a role in that because of this song. Um, because it st- started bringing attention to it and a lot of other things needed to fall into place. So uh, th- it, this is an example of a small, it was a giant step, but in the grand scheme of things, it was a small step to make a bigger change. Um, and y'all got an, it's, this is probably one of Wale's just stronger songs. In my also, opinion. we used this before. We've actually, we've actually pulled this song. So, so, so Tony, we actually had on uh, presidential candidate Secretary Julian Castro on the show. And on the show, we played him lyrics from this song and had him respond to it, uh, talking about gentrification. So, yeah, send that to Wale, man. Tell him yeah, we got I President will. B. <laughs> that, that's a big deal. And you, I mean, for, for real, man, you think about 2011, uh, I think when this record came out, you know, and also how, 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 like, you know, nowadays, I mean, as gentrification has, you know, continued to intensify, people, it, it has even more weight now. Like, it was like before his time, honestly, like when it came out, it really was speaking to something that was like at his, you know, quote unquote early stages. And he was, you know, shining a light on that. Right. Um, I mean, even just the, you know, well, I don't want to get into like, but just the the point of like, they wishing white in the hood, like when Ray Edmond was there. Right. Um, and again, you know, my father and, 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 and you know, Ray Edmond are, are co-defendants, you know what I'm saying? So again, that this is a lot of deeper, deeper, deeper uh, symbolism. Uh, in that, in that, in that record, and um, you know, uh, he he, bro, I think Bro still is incredibly underrated. Uh, you know, I felt like records like DC or nothing, records like Cocaine White or CC White. Um, you know, if like you know, a Kendrick Lamar made those same records, it would it would have got uh, I think a bit more attention. Like these records are incredibly progressive um, and poignant, and uh, again, ahead of, ahead of their time. It wasn't about a wave. Um, you know, again, the BLM movement and things like that had to happen, right? These were things that, um, you know, so now these type of records are, I think, more timely and people's ear is all sort of like ready to hear that. But bro was really giving that that kind of information early on. So again, shout out to Wale. And then the last bit, because you, you kind of just spit out some real hip hop stuff and I'm not going to let you got, get by without questioning <laughs> about that. Um, so you said you played... A huge did you reach out to Wale or did Wale reach out to you and y'all started this record? What was that process like? Well, so no, well, on this record, uh, he you know, we 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 he called me one night and just like they was in the studio, he just played it, you know what I'm saying, for me. You know, again, we we were in constant contact anyway. Um, you know, and, and since like since maybe 2010, we've been sort of like, you know, just collaborating, you know, or, or on on you know, community stuff, so on and so forth. And so, uh, you know, every now and again, if he if he shout, you know, you know, the record bait um, is a line in there. Never did I pedal coke, but Tony Lewis said I'm dope. And Tony Jr. said I'm a hope. Right. So like he always a sprinkle us and, you know, different records, you know what I mean? Throughout, you know, his time. And so with this, though, hold on, know, we got to put that up. We got to hold on. We, let's put it up. <laughs> let's put that one up. Hold on. Never did I pedal coke, but Tony Lewis said I'm dope. And Tony Jr. said I'm the whole big homie. Hope said I am close. All right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, man. And I and I, I don't even mean to be like I'm dropping like yeah, I'm in a lot of songs type. Of, but I mean, really, uh, you know, that's that's my bro. We we we've done, you know, turkey drives and uh, marches for peace and you know, toy drives. We've done different things together, uh, you know, over the last decade. 
And again, um, so when this record, when he did DC or nothing, which again was the, 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 the title DC or nothing was a, was a phrase that I coined um, in, 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 in support of everything DC and, and namely him. Right. So that right there was an old, um, and then, um, you know, so, so, so when he made this record, you know, it was just like, Hey, listen to this, you know, kind of thing, which was crazy to me. Uh, and then when he told me the title was going to be DC or nothing. Um, and then actually in that record too, it's a line when he like me, Tony G and Trey got the keys to the nation, you know, so he kind of shout me out by name in, in DC and nothing also. Right. So all of that to me was like, you know, was, was big, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was something that I don't come, you know, I don't just say, oh, yeah, whatever. That's that's a I'm very humbled and, and, and appreciative of that. And I also just think about the fact that my babies will be, you know, my kids will be able to listen to that one day. Right. And be like, that's my dad. You know what I'm saying? So it's a special got a special place in my heart for sure. I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that because you you have a solid place in hip hop and this is a hip hop show. So I just wanted to Thank make you, sure bro. people understood who we got on the show. Yeah, much appreciated, man. All right. So your first step is have a strong relationship with the issue. What's your second step? Know your facts. Be educated and knowledgeable about what you're talking about. Can't just be passion. Got it. And what lyric you brought with that? Um, the lyric I brought with that is uh, from Styles P. Let's put it up. Learn the ropes. Don't riff if you saw. You pissing me off. Call me SP and I spit on your boss. Yeah, real, real simple. Straight to the fact. Don't, you know what I mean? No, you got to know the facts, man. Don't riff. You can't get out there. I've seen a lot of times people talking a lot and they're not well versed in what they're talking about. And it goes it goes bad really quickly. So how does that look? So knowing your facts, you so what does that look like? Um, you know, I, you got to be do your research. You got to know, um, you know, what's going on. And also, I think it's about knowing what your goal is. Right. It's not just about speaking out. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying? Are you trying to change the policy? Are you trying to change legislation? Right. Are you trying to get something implemented in the community? Whatever it is, um, I think it's important that you, you know what those steps look like and what it takes to make that happen. Um, and also knowing how how whatever the issue is, how do we arrive here? Um, you know, how do we get here and, and then be solution based? So for the entrepreneurs on the show, if we're going to bring this into like practical steps for the entrepreneurs on the show that are listening to this, we got a lot of them. Essentially, you have a business plan. Uh, you have a business plan. You know, you want to get from point A to point B. You know, you need to contract along the way. You know, you're not a lawyer. Guess what you got to go do? Yes, Hire you go. a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. You can exactly. probably put down a good draft, but you, you're not going to be able to like make that stand in a court. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Same thing with money. You, you're not an accountant. Guess what you got to go do? <laughs> so exactly. I just want to bring that to a practical tip. It's a great point. Great point. And, and you know, mentorship, you know, ask questions, uh, you know, try to get around people that know more than you. So I think that's a, that's a great point. And that goes for any any industry, you know, entrepreneurship, advocacy, whatever you're doing, you need to find help, <laughs> seek out help. Specifically, what would that look like in advocacy? Would that just be finding a mentor or? Yeah, I think finding a mentor, finding, finding other activists and advocates, people that have been doing it, you know, longer than you, before you. Um, I think that's how, we, that's how it goes, right? And ask questions, you know, and then you can bring obviously your original thought. I think that's as important, but I think a lot of younger people think we be having all the answers, you know what I mean? And that the, the older guy don't have anything to offer. And I think that's a, that's a fatal flaw. Low key, you're winging it too. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Gotta ask around, man. So step number one, have a strong relationship to the issues. 
Step number two, know your facts. And step number three is? Know your opposition. And what song did you bring in for that one? Um, Drug Dealers Anonymous is another Pusha T quote. Let's bring it up. Let he without sin cast the first stone. So I built that all glass quad level first home. Shatter all of your misconceptions. Hold all of the missing weapons. You thought I would miss my blessing. The ultimate misdirection. Yeah, yeah. So what'd you pull from that around knowing your opposition? So in, in that lyric, you know, basically talking about um, people are going to basically take shots at you, right? And, you know, he without sin cast the first stone, like, and almost saying I'm take, I'm coming into this almost flawless. I, I built a glass home, meaning that my foundation is strong. I'm not hiding who I am. Right. Um, but then also that people, you know, they thought you thought I would miss my blessing. But like that was the ultimate misdirection. I already knew what you were going to do in advance. So the whole the, the whole point is knowing your opposite. So I knew where you were going to come from. So I was fully prepared. And I, I wanted to look vulnerable because I'm in a glass house, but I'm not. Right. So that's kind of how I approach things. You know, you your opposition sometimes and advocacy. They don't think that you do the research that you do, especially when you're coming from a place like me. They don't think that you I think sometimes I think people underestimate my intelligence, honestly. Right. Um, but I, I've learned to use that to my advantage versus I used to be very uh, offended <laughs> by certain comments that I would get or whatever the case may be. Or the people thought that I had a much more narrow view than what I do in the world. And so with that, um, I've learned to use that to my advantage. Um, and I've also learned to put myself in their shoes. Um, and, and I'm a compromiser, right? I'm a person that, you know, a, build, a bridge builder. And, and so that mindset for me, I think, has helped a lot in, in knowing what the other side may feel or think. And it's helped me to be able to leverage my position and, 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 and gain traction in, in the things that I push for. I have a Napoleon book in the back in the back on my bookshelf. I have a lot of books back there, but there's one Napoleon book. I read a lot of war books and stuff like that because I think it helps with uh, business development in a sense. Um, in my head, I'm at war. Um, and Napoleon says he was notoriously short, famously short. Um, he used to have to stand on stools and all that. And he said, there's no better position to be in than to be underestimated um, because they'll never know what you're going to do. Um, so just kind of going off of what you and push just said, Napoleon himself said it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so let me, let me, hold on. I heard that thing before. Right. And I just Googled it. Napoleon was five, six. Yeah. So he's me. Shorter than me. <laughs> he's me. Yeah, I'm Napoleon. Napoleon is me. Why is it in all the cartoons and stuff? They like always it was put like him on a pro- stool. It was like propaganda to make him look weak. He was like oh. five, six. Huh. We just yeah. had we had Royce the five nine up here, and that's that's pretty close. Hey man, they still both shorter than me, so yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm five eleven, but I'm six foot on Tinder, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm about five seven, bro. So yeah, <laughs> five six and a half. Yeah, my, right, my right, 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 right. Yeah, but it's so important to know your opposition. You got to know what you're up against. You got to know uh, the challenges that's going to be in front of you, so you can be prepared for it. It's not just about knowing; it's about being prepared. And you can't be prepared if you don't know what you're up against. So I love that you brought that lyric. I love your breakdown. I love Trevor's actually that Neop. Uh, uh, Napoleon. Uh, you... I'm advocacy to that. You're Napoleon. All I'm right. Napoleon. <laughs> that Napoleon line was dope, despite his actual height. Facts. <laughs> so what's your? Uh, you got one one last step here. What is it? The last step is to take action. Why is that? Because I mean, that's the goal. You're everything you're doing up to that action point. You're preparing. The action is what you're going to do to win, right? 
Um, and, and that's the most important thing. And what's the lyric you brought for that? Um, the lyric I brought for that is from Jay-Z, Can I Live? Um, and it's mainly rooted in, you know, getting with a team of folks that can help you take the action. Got it. Let's put that up. Stepped it up another level, meditated like a Buddhist, recruited lieutenants with ludicrous dreams of getting cream. Let's do this. It gets tedious, so I keep one eye open like CBS. You see me stressed, right? Can I live? Yo, that, yo, he went in on that. He went in. That album is so underrated. Even, even though it's like people know it's like a classic album, it's still underrated. Changed my life. Changed still my life. That. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite album of all time right there. So I think this is side note. This is side note. I think that this album is the greatest debut album, debut hip hop album of all time. I put it over Illmatic all time. You are, I'm not arguing with you on that one. I, I Trevor, agree. I don't think you can. I mean, like it's debatable, De- but I don't debut. think you can argue it. Huh? I know debut what you're saying. Album. I know what you're saying. Hmm. And I put Ready to Die over Illmatic. That's another story. I mean, I, I think Illmatic number three to me. Uh, and, then, and then Get Rich or Die trying number four. Can I Live was on Reasonable Doubt, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Reasonable yeah. Doubt, Ready to Die, Illmatic, Get Rich or Die trying. You, you're ranking debut albums, not albums, right? That's like... You said debut, yeah. You said, you said debut. debut. So that's like comparing like Kareem to Michael, like they're both, like they're gonna just do this. Like, yeah, <laughs> we got this conversation sure. all day. Yeah, and Jay-Z also got, he got the third, I would say the third best intro song of any album. That song uh, on the Dynasty, the Dynasty number one intro was mm. ridiculous. The theme song to the Sopranos plays in the key of life on my mental piano. Got a strange way of seeing life like Stevie Wonder with beads under the do-rag. Intuition is there even when my vision's impaired. Yeah. That is the I never thought about best that. Yeah, intro ever. Well, what come before? I would have gave, what... gave a public service announcement. It's still another Jay-Z song. Was that, was that, was that, that wasn't an intro though. No, nah, that's not, not an intro. I'm not nah, about an intro. Nah, nah, nah. That's, on black, that's like number 10 on Black Album or something like that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> number one and two? My bad, my bad. They're, so number one and two are both on All Eyes On Me, this one and this two. Uh, mm. All Eyes On Me. What's that? Y'all Can't Deny It. And then number two is... Is that the intro? That is the intro record, ain't it? The intro... Hold on, let me pull it up. Make sure I get... Before we... I get myself wrong. Yeah, 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 it's it's definitely the intro. I just gotta make sure it's it's on me album. I think it's you can't see me was the other one. Ambitious as a writer. Yeah, so the intro to that was Ambitious as a Writer. And that's the number one greatest intro song ever. (laughs) The number two greatest intro song ever is on this number two for the same album, which is (laughs) You Can't See Me. He said, My own mama say I'm thugged out. Like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And after yeah, that is Jay Z Dynasty. Are we we going on the tangent here? Uh, but <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about community advocacy. And your fourth tip was to take action. Tell us why uh, taking action is important and how that lyric spoke to it. Yeah, man. That just I mean, the the, the that's the goal, right? Whatever that action is going to be is what you're shooting at, and to get people moving in a direction and doing something that's going to invoke change is the most important thing. And one in that lyric. 
when he talks about recruiting lieutenants with ludicrous dreams of getting cream, let's do this, right? So that's the importance of building a team, right? And, and, and not just any team, but a team of people that, that, that think and dream aloud, right? That's going to help you in your role as a leader. That's going to support you in your role as a leader. And that's what it's going to take to get things done. And in my experience, um, it's never about just me, right? Ever, right? It's about the people and it's about the team of folks that you that I've collaborated with over the years to get things done. It's never, none of my, my stuff is about centering me. Um, it's about fighting for a cause that's going to help multitudes of people and uh, building a strong team, in my opinion, is the most important step in, in taking action. So to me, successful community advocates like you keep the peace. Martin Luther King said that riots are the language of the unheard and people like you that are fighting for the unheard before it gets to that point can keep a lot of peace because it's like how long can someone wait for change? Right. So it's like on Monday you may be waiting, but on Tuesday it starts to fade. But on Wednesday, you can't even sleep. Oh my God. I, I think I did it. Was it smooth or was it, did it, did it, was it seamless? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, hey man, I doubted you. I, did, was it seamless or was yeah, it? I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming at all. That was well played. I see that coming. I had to get some go-go in there. All right, <laughs> Trevor, go ahead. <laughs> what else to say after that, Jason? <laughs> Where we go uh, from there? <laughs> to, to bounce off of Tony real quick, you know, a good, uh, a really good example of that going on right now, it's not an advocacy, it's just like on like this new internet vibe that we have going on right now, 85 South Show. I heard on an interview, DC himself said, there's a room of like 12 guys, and every single one of them has to say, yeah, before they move on. Um... And then they make their move. You know how hard it is to get a room full of 12 people to be like, yes, let's be on the same accord now. Like, they all want the same thing, but, like, usually people want to go off in separate ways. So to have a group of lieutenants in a room and all of them veer to the left. Um, Shout out to my shout out to the homie Chico Bean on that show, too, man. You know, he from D.C. So I didn't know that. Yeah, he from D.C., bro. Dunbar High School and all that. Shout out to Chico. Chico. Shouts out to Chico. Oh, he got some bars. That. Let's put some Chico bars up. I don't know if we can play those. <laughs> <laughs> From the wild and out, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he might got maybe. Come up there. We, 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 <laughs> might not, we, we might not be able to find a clean version of a Chico bar. We got some Chico. Let's put some Chico up. Here we All go. Right. My name Chico Bean, I'm the lavish. Yeah. I'm about to take off like a pilot. Okay. When I punch in the beat, I'ma slide it. I'm a dripper, I don't need a stylist. When it comes to the floor, I'ma hit her. When it comes to the jokes, I'm a killer. Ooh. Look at Jess over there, she a winner. When she take off that wig, she a... I'm just playing, you know I can't hate. Matter of fact, well, let's go on a date. I'ma hustle until I equate. Money longer than Atheon Faith. DT Park is taller than RuPaul. But this budget was shorter than Duval. So this cipher is not monetary. This is why we are in the library. All right, so we just had a really heavy and great discussion. Jason, you got some words of wisdom for the day. All right, so brief recap on community advocacy. Step one, have a strong relationship with the issue. Step two, you gotta know your facts. Step three, you also gotta know the opposition and what you're fighting against. And step four, take action. You just heard it folks, we all have a part to play, whether it's at your school, your church, or your community. We can't just post issues on social media anymore and hashtags, it doesn't work. 
It's time to be a part of the solution. Not everyone has to be on the front lines like Tony Lewis Jr. You can carve out a much smaller role to play, but the work is ours collectively. If you're moved by an issue, identify how much resources you can spare and identify something, however small, you can do to help. Tony, uh, you got some words of wisdom for the people? Yeah, definitely, man. Just I, w- I would like to say to everybody out there, you know, find your place, right? You can um, donate to organizations. Um, you can become a part of your civic association. You can become a part of your ANC. Um, you can go down and, and, you know, testify in hearings. There's a lot of ways you can do um, in terms of being an advocate. But I think it starts with you as an individual, how you interact with those around you. I think that's the first level of advocacy. So just try to do better there and let that grow. I love that. Like just the being a better person to the people that are just around you is a form of advocacy. I love that. I love that that take on it. So what what, what you got going on, man? What's 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 what can we find you? What you got going on? So I mean, obviously you can find me, you know, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Mr. Tony Lewis Jr. Mr. Tony Lewis Jr. Um, you know, definitely uh, going around schools and universities uh, with the book uh, Slug: A Boy's Life in the Age of Mass Incarceration. Everybody should read. It's, it's required reading. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, you know, uh, in addition to that, um, doing a free Tony Lewis rally at Black Lives Matter Plaza, um, you know, advocating for the release of my father, but also that the Biden administration um, becomes heavy handed with their clemency power, uh, that they don't wait until four years. Uh, the, this administration um, or, or the president himself was very heavy handed, played a major role in mandatory minimum sentencing with the crime bill of 86, obviously also the subsequent 1994 crime bill. Um, and we know all the data is out and how that played a role in the acceleration of mass incarceration in this country. And I feel like uh, in the first hundred days, uh, this should be a priority for this administration to right those wrongs and to free those that have been incarcerated for uh, two, three decades. Uh, their debt, Their debt has been paid. Um, and it's time for them to be reunited with their families. So hopefully everybody can come out and join us. Black Lives Matter Plaza this Saturday, April 10th um, at 2 p.m. All right, folks. So we have a new voice note feature on our website. If you want to break down the lyric, go to lyricsandlattes.com. Leave us a voice note. Hey, y'all, folks, you know, we love to hear from you. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You can stay connected with us on social media. That's at Lyrics and Lattes.